For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Shout out to that guy, yeah. Amazing. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. I need him to confirm. Not my age. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Oh, yeah. You can call this the new of Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. Oh, I'm sorry. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Shout out to that guy, Greg. I like delicious chicken. And also from Los Angeles, 35 under 35 Dipperstein. I think you know people in this town. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. She Pete and we are officially we're not even on the road to WrestleMania. We're we're pulling up to WrestleMania. The week is finally here. I have to say this may have been the quickest year mania to mania that I can remember in a while. Like it felt like the road to WrestleMania was started 5 seconds ago and now here we are and we'll go through the entire WrestleMania card. We'll have Sami Zayn on the show uh later on for the first time ever. First time ever cheap heat guest Sami Zayn. We don't have a lot of those anymore. So we'll get Sami on later and we'll start off by saying hello to our friend in Philadelphia, the EST of CHP SGG. What's going on fellas? I'm 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 so hyped for WrestleMania. I know me and Dip get there tomorrow. Uh, we're going to have a mage dinner. I mean, listen. Let, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna lift up the curtain. Let me explain something to everyone. 
SGG is SGG is so excited because I know two things. He loves nothing more than wrestling and free stuff. And oh. this is a free trip to see wrestling. <laughs> he is happy. Okay. This is all. This is the best of both worlds. Come on, it's everything that brings me joy right here. <laughs> so, by the way, Dip, be prepared for some like SGG to have some random expensive dinner suggestions because the, the trip's comped. So we'll go out for a good dinner, for God's sake. <laughs> you, you know, I don't skimp. I, oh, I no, absolutely I'm, not. I order the I, most expensive thing on the menu every single time. And I'm planning, by the way, I haven't told Troy this yet either of Cassius if he hears this. Thursday night or Friday night, I got to talk to everyone. I do want to do a cheap heat dinner for whoever's available. So we're going to do some sort of cheap heat situation. I want to bring everyone to this barbecue spot that Natalie and I found last time that was fire. So a little cheap heat celebration, a little Wale mania. Oh, by the way, let's say hello to 35 under 35 Dipperstein in Los Angeles. Hey, hey, I'm already looking up the turbulence, by the way, and it looks like it's going to be a, a smooth flight thus far. But anything Ooh. can happen. There's a lot of weather right now in this uh, in this nation going on. A lot of wind, a lot of rain. I'm very wow. worried. We got some snow here yesterday. A lot of snow, apparently. Yeah. Still. I heard there was snow yesterday. It was so it was so cold. It's it's freezing right now in New York. It's it is awful outside. It's I don't know ridiculous. how you live like this, you people. It's I got to tell you, these are the weeks that when it's hitting you, when you're having frigid temperature on March 29th, the day yeah. that Hulk Hogan slammed Andre the Giant in front of ninety three thousand, <laughs> when to to have, can you believe it? If this was back then, at WrestleMania three, this is the thirty. It, was that the, is it the thirty five? Yeah, anniversary yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you? Yeah, of course. It's oh, thirty-five. Wow. wow, that's a big one. Um, if this was thirty-five years ago on March 29th, nineteen eighty-seven, picture Hogan slamming Andre with snow on the ground in New York. That that's crazy. That wasn't possible <laughs> back then. It was yeah, sunny. The birds were chirping when Hogan slammed Andre. Trust me, it was gorgeous in D.C. The 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 what you call it the um. Was the cherry blossoms? The cherry, bl- the, the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms. They were blooming up a storm. But so much has changed. So anyways, uh, we're <sighs> all very change. excited. There'll be lots of content coming your way. Tons of green rooms on Spotify, as well as we're supposed to be getting together with the Mass Man show to bring you a another WrestleMania sort of a preview and pick show. Um, even though we're going to do some of that here, we'll do that with the Mass Man show on Friday. So hang tight for that. SGG, let's get started outside the ring. What is happening? The two biggest, the three actually biggest pieces of news that I saw from outside of the ring. I'll just speed through the headlines really quickly. Triple H announced his retirement on uh, Stephen A's world with Stephen A. Smith. Um, shocked the wrestling world. And then the wrestling world was even more shocked to hear that the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, are going into the WWE Hall of Fame. They never thought they'd see Scott Steiner back on WWE television. And also for the WWE Hall of Fame, Shad Gaspard was announced as this year's Warrior Award recipient. I got to tell you, that's a, from outside that's, an, that's an awesome, that's an awesome one. The Shad Gaspard news uh, that was really like this is one that they always do a nice job with that award, but this one's going to hit different. Confirmed, yeah. Like that's a, a cool thing they're doing. And just working backwards, I, I I'm I am surprised by the Steiners. I mean, listen, we're never surprised, right? WWE, right? Anything, is, can, anything can happen, and we're wrestling entertainment. 
Exactly. Everyone comes back. Yeah. So we shouldn't be more surprised about Scott Steiner than we are about, you know, Bret Hart coming back. So, but I was surprised. I, I'm very curious to, I mean, he, he, he had an interesting time here and the time after he left WWE, I mean, the bridge burner of the millennium. So yeah. Oh yeah. But, but I'm glad to see them get their due though. Like last week, I think it was, or maybe it was two weeks ago. I can't remember, but I think it was during the tears of made when we talked about great tag teams, Steiner brothers, their name came up and they are, they were awesome. Like if you just go back and watch those matches, they, they were amazing. And now they you, don't get mentioned along the top tier nearly. Dip, I'm I'm sure that you, I'm sure that Steiner Brothers are up up high for you, huh? They are. I mean, I was a big um, Scott Steiner mark when I was in W when he was in WCW. I always thought this guy can. I mean, the the Frankensteiner is one of the great moves of the '90s. It really I is. Think. And um, you know, when they became kind of freaky uh, towards the towards the late '90s. <laughs> yeah. You know, no one was more intriguing than Scott Steiner. I mean, this guy had bi- the, the the bicep on this man was the most freakish bicep of I, all time. His yeah, physique is like, one of the besides the Ultimate Warrior. Scott Steiner had the most intriguing body, I would say, of any you know wrestler. Oh, he's 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 more because yeah. here's the thing. I'm not a big body guy. I mean, Dip loves nothing more than admiring a professional wrestler's body. It's not my number one thing, but I do know the physiques that like you can't help but be like, oh, I want to watch this person just because your eyes are drawn. I have always been fascinated with Steiner because of what a freak he looks like. There's no Scott, doubt. Scott Steiner's got to be one of the most fascinating wrestlers in history. Rick, I mean, in my, I know this, I don't mean, I mean no disrespect to Rick Steiner, but he's, he's clearly the Genetti to, to Scott. In my opinion, but, well, no. In terms of stars, Scott's the bigger star. No, that, Scott, I don't even think Scott how could that be offensive? Star, but yeah, Rick, that's Rick was an amazing talent too. And I mean, no, he was a sick tag team wrestler. But there's no doubt. But incredible. Rick, incredible. Rick, I don't even know anything about Rick the singles guy. How much of a singles run is there for Rick? And there WCW after Scott after WCW. they broke up, he had a had a brief singles run. I thought he was. I thought he did pretty well too. But it's like you guys said with Scott, he had he had the look was was head and shoulders above, not just Rick. Every other wrestler, right? Rick still had a great body. Rick still, like, he could beat you down if he needed to. But Scott had the best look of any wrestler in any company anywhere. You and know, then his personality and and that mic work, like, you just never knew what he was going to say, which was going to shoot you to the top of the card in that era, regardless. Scott Stein, or Rick Steiner, I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, WCW daily wrestling on, on, on uh, the network while I work. And... Uh, you know, Rick Steiner's like varsity club run and him teaming with Rotunda and, and Kevin Sullivan and all that stuff. I mean, that, that was like, that was pre Steiner brothers, yeah. you know, right. I'm saying that right. Correct. Yes. Yes. That was, you know, he looked like half the size, but was really interesting in that era too. And um, they, you know, got together to form one of the greatest tag teams of all time. And I think it is well overdue that the Steiner brothers go in and I can't wait every single year we go to WrestleCon. I can't wait to see how much Scott Steiner has shrunk from what he previously looked like. And, uh, does he, shrink? Know. is he much smaller or no? He, of course. I mean, looks smaller. He can't look like he looked 25 years, 20 years ago. <laughs> I mean, he he's a like genetic freak. freak. I haven't seen him, but he, he might, he might, uh, he looks different. I'll tell you that right now. So it's going to be interesting to see what he looks like uh, this year. We'll definitely see him at the hotel. Also, I, I like. I I hadn't really been sure about going to the Hall of Fame on Friday. I have such a long day Saturday and Sunday. 
But like, and I guess it's going to start at 930 Dallas time, right? I believe so, yeah. Because it's a half hour after SmackDown ends. Um, Dallas is an hour behind, right? Yes. So 930, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. But I got to tell you. They're calling you. (laughs) They're calling you. This is one of the best Hall of Fame classes of all time. How about that take? This is one of the absolute best Hall of Fames I've ever. I mean, who can disagree with that, right? I mean, you got Finally, Vader, right? You got the Steiners. You got the Undertaker, Queen Charmel. Shad Gaspard is getting the Warrior Award, which is going to be. I mean, I know this is what they go for every year with that award, but it's going to be a tearjerker. It's going to be emotional. It's a, it's a truly in, inspirational story. They, they're now, it's, firing it's, all it's, cylinders with this Hall of Fame, man. It's it's very Vince good. Vince is inducting the Undertaker. Undertaker, yeah. It's the Hall Undertale. of Mage. What do you say? It's the Hall of Mage. It is. It really is. It's, <laughs> it is. And by the way, are they, I guess they won't add anymore. So that's how they make it a sh- quote shorter show. Is that you have Taker, Vader, Charmel, Steiner Brothers, Shad Gaspard. Yeah. So it's five five segments essentially. So yeah, they could do it. They could do it in an hour, ninety minutes. They could do it ninety minutes for five. I could see that, um, but it's a it's a fantastic fantastic group, and the Steiners are. Psh, I got to tell you though, guys, I felt a little bit of a way about finding out about that. We found out about the Steiner brothers Monday. Yeah, from David Shoemaker, not through David Shoemaker. <laughs> yeah, that's right, as reported as reported first by David Shoemaker of the Ringer. Yeah. Um, but like it was weird because we heard the Triple H news Friday. Yes. So you have the Triple H news Friday that his in-ring career is over. All the details of just how scary his health scare was. Um, The details of his heart condition, all of that. And of course, the big takeaway, the headline was that he's not going to be wrestling anymore. But the whole interview was really pretty gut-wrenching. And so then it it, it felt weird that then the next name I'm hearing for the – the Hall of Fame is the Steiners. And the last thing I remember is I know Triple H and Steiner were no bueno. <laughs> yeah, that's that was <laughs> that, the, that was what was reported. Those are the rumors that they just I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure I have to go on water YouTube. for those guys. You might have to go on YouTube and look, but I'm pretty sure I talked to Triple H about Scott Steiner. Like one of those first times I interviewed him when I would just like go to the press conferences with a microphone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I asked him about it because at that time I was very intrigued because Steiner. Oh, because Steiner was talking trash about flair at that mm. time. The point is, there's just a lot there. I'm glad it's all being I'm glad everyone's getting past it to do this because um, yeah. they should be in there. All right, um, guys, you want to just jump into the WrestleMania of it all? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's circle back to the of it all of it all. Yeah, we should. We should circle back to the of it all of it all. And we'll start. On night one, that's called WrestleMania Saturday to you and me. Um, by the way, I, I, I have to like learn. I'm trying to like learn all that. It's not like it's not that much new verbiage, but the whole remembering what day is happening is a new thing to remember. <laughs> it's definitely a new thing I have to remember. And they're big on it's not night one, night two. It's WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday. Right, because, and, and Monday last night was WrestleMania Raw. WrestleMania Raw. <laughs> and then we have WrestleMania SmackDown. With the Which Undertaker Giant Battle Royal. Raw would be the Raw after, but I guess I guess not. By the way, I think it I think it has been before. <laughs> I, think I think it was I, before. I think it was. I, I think, think it's it been too. that before. Um, and we're gonna right. get WrestleMania Backlash. I can't. Oh yeah, WrestleMania Backlash. Can't wait. Um, all right, guys. Saturday, WrestleMania Saturday. 
Here's what we know. We have Becky Lynch, the Raw Women's Champion, taking on Bianca Belair, the EST of WWE. It's a singles match for the Raw Women's Championship. Um, do you guys think... I'll start with Dip because I already know what SGG is going to say. Uh, and D- Dip, do you think there's been... Has this turned into a story over the last few weeks for you? Where, where do you think of this uh, match? Um, no, I, I'm not. Imp- I'm not really that excited for this match. I don't think the build has been a real build. I like the cutting of the hair thing, although I feel like be- last night, but I feel like Bianca could have cut off way more hair. You want to cut <laughs> more hair? She styled. I don't know. She styled her hair a little bit. She's, yeah, she gave she her, gave like her a layers. Trim. It was like a yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> It, you know, but uh, what I'll say is I think Becky Lynch is going to pull this one out. I, I think Bianca won last year. I think Becky's going to win this year. Um, not that I want to see that happen. I'd much rather see Bianca with the title, frankly, than, than I, we, yeah, we, we know you're not the world's biggest uh, Becky fan. No, I'd like to see Bianca out there every every week talking with the title rather than Becky. But um, there's so much more they could have done with this story. And uh, I, I feel like it's it, it's like a blood feud adjacent esque is kind of what the story is. And they've just sort of, they're just throwing it out there for us. But I hope they put on a clinic, and I hope it's a great match for uh, all of us who are going to be in attendance. <laughs> SUG, uh, what, what do you think about where they're at with the Becky and Bianca of it all? I, I disagree with everything Dip said, uh, except about Shocking. not enough hair cut coming off. I, I agree with Dip. You could have really gone for broke if with the scissors in the hand. Um, but it, she ended up ma- making Becky look better than she did before the haircut, which is kind of crazy. Um, but then then I remember that we're dealing with somebody who's, who's skilled with scissors. Bianca makes her own gear. She's a seamstress. So, you know, maybe maybe she's also a hairstylist too. But SGG, what if she would have cut off all of the, the all of big Bianca's like big thing? What if she would have cut that off? I think I think I think Becky cutting off Bianca's hair added more intensity than the other way around what we saw on Monday. Um, I think that would have definitely done it. But I think she wouldn't have been able to do it with scissors. That's a thin <laughs> no, braid. No. She, she would have had a work cut out for her. But I yeah. think I think that they have added some intensity to it. I think that um Bianca is gonna be the one to win on on Monday. And I think this goes back to something that you actually said a few weeks ago, Dip, which is that Becky is unraveling and that the last thing to take away from her, to make her really unravel and add some depth to her character that we're seeing incrementally, but we are seeing it is for Bianca to take away her title and then she really spirals out of control and then now we see something even more different than the man, the big time Bex and, and she keeps going down that road of, of great character work to go with the great in-ring work. But I think that's what, I think that's the big story that's going to come out of WrestleMania. If, if we get, if we get, mind. if we get Becky losing and it creates a character in which she descends even further into madness, then I'm happy with that. I think that that's something. Well, you mean and 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 all, and she'd be bald too. That that that's an angle. That's an angle that, you have. Yeah, that is. Well, because that, that's what I'm now thinking, right? Like, I can't now help but think that after this match, whoever wins the match is going for scissors to cut the other person's hair. Like, is isn't that? That's what I, I maybe they were just doing this as a little one off, but that's what it made me think. And by the way, hey guys, there's a sort of big cultural story about women's hair right now. This this should exactly be what they're doing in terms of having everyone thinking about, oh, my God, are they going to are they going to cut each other's hair? Um, And imagine if if Bianca did go full at 35 years since WrestleMania three full Brutus, the barber beefcake cutting off Adrian Adonis's beautiful golden locks in Pontiac. (laughs) 
It would be the perfect thing to do. She's sitting there cutting all of Becky's hair. And then the next night on Raw, Becky's got like patchy, looking very like early 2000s, not doing so great Britney Spears. That would be mage. That would be something. I'll I'll tell you this, though, Rosenberg. What if what if Becky is completely unnerved and she shows up to WrestleMania like that with the patchy Britney Spears like (laughs) bald head look? And she's like, you did this to me. Now I'm going to beat you for the title and I'm going to do this to you after that. That would be me. I'm I'm down for that. I'm down for that. I'll I'll say this. I I think Dip is predisposed to not being particularly into Becky stories. If I'm being honest, if you look back at the history, there are not that many you can find that he enjoys that much. I I think this one actually has some spice. I think this is pretty good. I mean, listen, last night, cutting hair, throwing it up in the air in the middle of the ring. Bianca looked really like like, she looked. You know what I liked about it? Bianca looked intense. Like, mm-hmm. I got to tell you guys, the only thing about Bianca's character that I don't enjoy at this point is her, when she's getting in the ring and she's dancing, her over happy-go-luckiness. I, 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 she is the best athlete in WWE, right? Like, I kind of want to see, it's fun up until you get to the ring, and then I like seeing the focused, intense Bianca, and that's what we got last night. So Fair. I'm kind of looking forward to it. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all-new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48-inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh, my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford, or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. Ray and Dominic Mysterio versus The Miz and Logan Paul. I, uh, I'll i start here. I've enjoyed this. Uh, I think this is one of the things they've done decently. It's not, I mean, listen, if if Dip's going to be you know looking for it to be you know, the build to the mega powers exploding. It's not that, um, but I, I love that Logan Paul has been committed to it. I love that he's been there and now it feels like we're actually seeing something, you know, at the very least the guy who has celebrity involvement, you want to feel like when I see him actually get beat up, it's going to mean something. I think if we see Logan Paul take a six, one, nine, it's going to be awesome. I think it'll be pretty fun. Uh, Dip, what do you think? I think it's something adjacent. Something adjacent. You know? They're okay. trying to recreate the Bad Bunny moment from last year where you have a celebrity who is doing who, who like really did the work to be prepared for the match. And that's what they're showing that Logan, they talked, they mentioned, Cole mentioned numerous times last night that he's training. He's been training, 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 training. Um, he put on the, the Rey Mysterio mask last night. I, I like that. That, that yeah, heated it I up a little bit. Um, but I am intrigued by the match. I'm not saying it's going to be a masterpiece, but it's something. It's something. It's something. SGG? Yeah, same. I'm I'm with you and Dip. I am intrigued. I, I think him taking the mask added a great layer to the match. Um, I'm wondering what this means for Dominic. If they win, does he get a mask now, and then he can finally be fully formed as as Rey Mysterio the Third? 
or if they're just going to keep calling him Dominic Mysterio. I don't know, but but I think that that this is definitely it's something. I, I think it's something. I think it's something too. I'm 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 into it. Um, so listen, especially because the Bad Bunny match last year was so satisfying. I'm hopeful yeah. that this can. I'm hopeful this can be the same because. I got to tell you, Logan's a pretty good athlete, incredible fighter. I, he kind of is. Like, listen, is he a, um, you know, is he a superstar in wrestling? I don't know about that. But I will say, I mean, he did beat Floyd Mayweather in a, and not not beat. He did a stay alive against Floyd Mayweather in an actual boxing match. That's that's something. <laughs> I mean, in a match that Floyd wasn't allowed to knock him out in. So there's, there's that. Hey, listen. He stood there and had the man punch him, though. I, 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 I can speak confidently for three people on this call where that would not have been the case. Um, so match three, uh, this will be a tough one to talk about. Um, Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin with Mad Cat Moss. Um, any intrigue here at all? SUG. Slight. I think the match is going to be better than the build has been. I agree. And I think that's that's we're just going to I'm just going to accept that. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I, because at the end of the day, that's what we're showing up for is, is high quality matches at the time. The build has left a lot on the table, very much to be desired. So I'll be I'll be able to forgive them if the match is better than the build, which it can be because the bar they've set, they haven't set it very high. Well, I'll Dip, I already know what your answer is to this. So let me ask you this question instead. Could anything happen in this match that afterwards on the following Friday, we are talking more about Mad Cat Moss or are more interested in Mad Cat Moss. I'm already interested in Mad Cat Moss, I, gotta, I, I must say. But uh, the only thing that they could do to make it something is if Mad Cat Moss costs Baron Corbin the match and then there's a Mad Cat Moss heater situation going on. Or they do a, um, you know, maybe they do a double turn with Mad Cat Moss and with, with uh, not a double turn, but like, Mad Cat Moss becomes the face and Baron Corbin becomes the heel. Keep, keep stays the heel. Some, right. Something between the two of them. There's nothing that Drew's going to be able to do that makes a difference in this match story. Got that. Okay. Drew, yes. Drew's going to Drew's going to win. Drew's going to win. And then right. move. Yeah. Of course. And then move on to something else after this. The only thing that they could do is have is bring Mad Cat Moss more to the front of this match to become sort of the the catalyst to something. Well, guess what, Dip? You just, you just tapped into what? I mean, listen, if if. Every year with WrestleMania, all we hope is that stories that we enjoyed last year will finish strong and that new stories that would be great for next year get started. That would be Drew McIntyre getting aided in some way by Mad Cat Moss, getting the win. Drew gets his win, which he needs to get at WrestleMania. Mad Cap and Corbin go into a story. That would be that would be something. That would be a way to get things started. And it'll be it actually it immediately makes both Corbin and Moss more interesting. They'd be more interesting against each other at this point. This would be I, useful. It would be useful for them. I think the WWE universe is slightly more interested in Madcap Moss after he survived that terrible botch a few weeks ago already. So they why not capitalize on the momentum that the guy's having a little bit? But, and, and but also too because story. he's he's game for anything. Like he he took this gimmick and and made it interesting. Like he's he's out there telling dad jokes and corny jokes every Friday. He 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 does. He and he people, has made it something. He's owned yeah, it. So. So I think that that alone has has built him some favor with the fan base and that people are going to want to see what he's able to do next because we know he's going to own it. He's going to lean into it. He's going to make it enjoyable for everybody because he's not going to look like he's miserable out there. Uh, Let's not spend a lot of time here, but the Usos will take on Shinsuke and Rick Boots for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Um, 
Yeah, Usos this, retain. Yeah, they walk in and how they they, they walk it's, in and how they walk in. Champions. This this is like, hey, we're gonna have a good. I'm sure they'll put on a nice match. I'm sure it'll be a fun match, a good WrestleMania match. That's that. There's no stakes whatsoever, except for the titles, which we know they're not losing. Uh, the New Day versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland with Butch, of course. Um, another tag team match, and uh, I mean, this one. Listen, for better or for worse, you have to be honest about it. Because of the awful injury to Big E. You know, they turned it into a bit of a story on the show, and that does add intrigue for this otherwise just random non-title tag matchup. Yeah, this one has a lot of heat to it. <laughs> like, it really does. Um, and like you said, because of what happened to Big E, thankfully that um, thankfully everything is turning out better for Big E. Like, it could have been a lot worse than it actually is, but but now his boys have to avenge him, and they they have to go hard at this in this match. But here's the problem. And Peter and I talked about this the other day. They've completely missed the opportunity to make this an actual match with Heat. I don't think there's any Heat. I think they haven't talked. They barely have played up the fact that Ridge Holland injured Big E. They should have used this opportunity to make Ridge Holland a monster heel. And of course they didn't. And now you just have like a regular tag team match with no stakes. The only thing that's interesting in this match is that Butch is in it. And we haven't seen Butch do much yet. That's to me. You, I, you, you seem into saying Butch. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's preposterous. That's why I'm saying it. But um, I think there are worse uh, names that they've changed. There are, oh, they're definitely. He looks like a butch. It's there aren't. They, at least they got that part right. He's, he's butchy. He's butchy. Yeah, he's no doubt butchy. Um, he looks butchy. I'll say this though. I I agree with Dip in the sense that they didn't lean enough into. No, there could be more for sure. Rich Holland, you know, injuring Biggie Eggle because I, I didn't like that that he apologized on the same episode that they had McAfee do a non-apology. You know what I mean? They could have R- both. Either Ridge mm. doesn't apologize at all, or or you know they they separated from the McAfee non-apology because one definitely boosted the other, and it wasn't Ridge that got boosted from from the apology at all. Yeah, I'd rather just have him lean into it and pre- show off about what he did. You know, like yeah. it it really could have added a lot of heat there. So we're heading towards the close here of WrestleMania Saturday. Seth freaking Rollins. Um, will have um, a matchup against someone we do not know who. Huh? Huh? Yesterday, he went into Vince McMahon's office and Vince acquiesced and said, yes, you can do something. Uh, you can have a match with someone of my choosing. Yeah. I love that Vince was like, why didn't you just ask me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, so, I'm here. You know, I'm talking to Austin Theory every week. <laughs> yeah, that was such a lazy presentation, that thing. Oof. It was so rough to watch. It was like it was. It was pretty long. It was like four minutes long. It was like five, five minutes, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, guys, this is Cody, right? Yeah. I'm. Th- I'm thinking Cody. Cody or Shane. Or why Fufu are people? Shmashma. Why are people thinking Shane? Not Fufu Shmashma. He's retired. Please. Um, why are people like in our chat yesterday said Shane? It, this yeah, is Cody. I, I, this said, is I didn't even think Fufu Shmashma, which is uh, by the way a brilliant take. <laughs> we haven't seen him in maybe four or five years. Exactly. He, no, it would the, be. The fans have been clamoring for him to to make a main roster run. I know he was doing some backstage stuff at the Performance Center. That he's been be an a, agent. He's been he's been a backstage producer for years. Yeah, he has. He has. Uh, but foo, I mean, if, if if there's a time for him to come out of that role, you know, now is and the come time. back for one last match, it would be against Seth. I oh, think that would be freaking freaking. Because freaking Fufu was there when when Seth was there, they were there at NXT around the Yo, same time. Yo, do you know what the, you know how mage the shirts would be that just say freaking Fufu? <laughs> <laughs> that, 
That's your WrestleMania shirt. Freaking Dash right. Fufu. Yeah. That is a thing. I think free a freaking versus Fufu match could really steal the show for WrestleMania Saturday. I'm looking forward so. to it. All right. Well, let's assume it's not Fufu Shmashma. Okay. Let's I don't assume. Know I don't know why you're making that assumption. I'm not. I'm just for the sake of conversation. <laughs> it's not a safe assumption at all. Let's just say it's not Fufu Shmashma. I truly believe it's Cody. Um, I. It just seems like everything else in wrestling history, when you follow a story like this, where it ends up, we, we know where this is going, right? And the question for me is, how mage will it be? And I guess I really won't know until we're sitting there in that moment, because Dip right now could tell you, uh, as I said yesterday in our group chat, this has been very telegraphed. This is not like the ultimate setup for surprise. But at the same time, I won't lie. There's a chance that in the moment done at the right time, I'm still jumping up and down and going, that was awesome. I'm totally good with it. So Hold on. go you're, ahead. Dip. You're going to jump. You're jumping. I'm jumping. Yeah. I, I don't. I I've think never Hardy seen him boys, jump, Hardy boys, we were jumping. I jumped. We I jumped. No, there was a, jump. no, no. But there that's, that's the thing, though. We did have a clue that the Hardy we did boys have a clue. It was, it was in clue, all the dirt sheets Jace. and everything. Clue and then they set it up so that the New Day, the New Day played it so brilliantly that we still... Yeah, I got to tell like you a mage surprise. Dip, we didn't we didn't know it as well as we know Cody, but like 80% of what we know about they, Cody. Like the, it was dirt, known. It was very it was very high. They they like they did all their they finished up all their bookings. They were in Orlando. They yeah, yeah, known they were in Orlando. Right, right. The the dirt sheets are reporting that that uh the internal team at WWE is trying to convince Vince to have him come out to the, the same music with the same presentation as he did in his, in, in AEW because mm-hmm. the visual of that would be so, would be such an fu to to AEW, and they want that moment, and uh, maybe he's like adverse to that and wants to repackage him into something else. I don't know. I I got to tell you guys, and I want to say one more thing about this. Yeah, and I I hope I'm wrong, and I I, I probably wrong, but I just want to throw <laughs> it out there. There's a very good chance that his mystery opponent is Elias, and that we don't get Cody until Monday, and that. Cody is in a completely different program and has nothing to do with Seth Rollins. That's I, I that's like the sleeper potential situation. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I like that we all have different ideas about what's going to happen, which is exactly what they <laughs> what they want. They don't want anybody to have any idea. I think I think, I think they get if, Elias on Monday. A new I think Elias, if it's Elias though, they have to do something else. Elias has to be the swerve. Elias has to be the the distraction. We're going to get Veer on Monday. We might as well get Elias. I, we, we can get Elias that? on Friday. Why? By the way, maybe we did, get Veer versus Elias. Where did the where did the Elias come from in our in our like group conversation? I don't Was remember. But I, I, I think it might I have been Linda. But you're in for it, Dip. I'm not in for it. I'm in for the possibility of it actually happening. Don't sell Vince short. This guy tried Cody Rhodes signed the new contract, but tried to take him down. Okay. And I, so let's you, not forget. I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because that could that could bode one of two ways for Cody. That could either be the reason that we see him get the exact same music and the same presentation that he got in AEW, because Vince did that with the NWO, right? Keep the music, come in with the black. And by and the white. way, do we know? But Cody and Cody has the right to do that. I think that's not. I think that was licensed music. Okay. I, I don't so, know the whole fit. Or they just to, completely repackage him because he tried to do it. But out of all with, the things at WrestleMania, this is the something that we're waiting for. This is, is something. Isn't I feel like the next yes. match is the something. We've 
SGG, let's face it. We, I know we have completely different viewpoints of wrestling, and that's fine. But we've seen all these matches before. Every we've seen KO of versus every match. No, no, that's Cole? exciting. That's exciting. But we know what's going to happen there. He's going to. It's going to be a, a a fight, and he's going to stun him, and the crowd's going to cheer, and that's going to be that. So Listen, yes, I don't have, think they put a talk. They don't put a talk show in the main event of WrestleMania, whether it's Saturday or Sunday. I think we're getting a full blown. It's closing match. the show. Apparently, it is closing Saturday. the show. We're getting. We're getting yeah. a match. So, I don't want to move off Cody for a second. Hold on a second. Okay. We have never seen in the modern era, because of course WCW came over and there were surprises, Mm -hmm. but we've we've never seen at the end of the day a main eventer who started another professional wrestling company come to WrestleMania and interrupt it and be like a thing. Is that accurate? That is fair. That is. But by the way, Dip, I'm sorry. I have to put you on hold for a second because our guest is here. We got so okay. caught up nerding out. I don't, I don't even know how long he's been here, which case it probably hates my guts. Um, oh, ladies boy. and gentlemen. So can you hang tight for one second, Dipperstein? Uh, let's bring in our guest. I, I apologize for keeping this man waiting. He's very, very busy. Very, very talented. First time ever on Cheap Heat. The great Sami Zayn is joining us. What's up, Peter? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. This is this that guy, Greg, Sammy Zane. Sammy, dude, I can't believe this is the first time you've ever done my podcast officially. I I didn't even know you had a podcast. I still thought Hot 97. I'm still there. I'm still there. Okay. Um, I'm out of the the loop, though. So I'm it's it's okay. Quite, quite all right. Um, Well, first of all, man, um, how much fun have you been having these days? You enjoying this? My my guess on Sammy Zane is always the more you're able to be crazy and just in the mix, I always assume that makes Sami Zayn happy. But that is simply my assumption. And this Johnny Knoxville thing to me has been a lot of fun. Are you having fun? Yeah, I'm having fun. And uh, I'm hoping that um, that resonates and that, you know, the audience picks up on that. Um. Yeah, I'm having a lot of fun. I have been, I've not been shy about saying how much fun I've been having really for the better part of two years now, really a year and a half, whatever it was ever since uh, the post pandemic, you know, took a few months off there, got stripped of the intercontinental championship, came back. And ever since then, it's really just been a treat. And I think a big part of it is just kind of what you're saying is I, I, um, I, I don't feel like I have to fight for TV time or I'm not, you know, uh, I'm not sort of on the periphery. I'm not on the sidelines. And that's really all it takes to make me happy is something I could sink my teeth into. And this Johnny Knoxville thing, actually, it's been extremely fun. I don't want to discredit it or minimize it by saying, yeah, yeah, I've been having fun for years. This has been particularly fun because, uh, because it's so unconventional. Because he's not a conventional wrestler. He's not even a conventional celebrity. <laughs> no, so he's not. that's a great point. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you get to do some really out-of-the-box fun stuff and creative stuff that we just wouldn't get to do with anybody else. Uh, and, man, I've been having a blast. It's some of the most memorable stuff I've ever done. I think I, I'm going to remember the uh, my phone number flying over the city of Los Angeles. I'm, you know, I'll remember that forever. <laughs> Uh, crashing the red carpet premiere at the Chinese theater. In oh, that Hollywood. was awesome. Yeah. Like that's that, that stuff I'll remember forever. And, and he seems my biggest takeaway, frankly, from the Royal rumble. I said it on this podcast. I was like, my biggest takeaway is Johnny Knoxville's committed. Like he, he seems like yeah. he really is. And, and is that, is that perception? Correct. He seems really into it. Yeah. I, that, I think that would be pretty fair to say, uh, almost in like a stalkerish weirdo, <laughs> 
obsessive kind of way <laughs> to where on my Instagram, he's filling my mentions, oh, no. you know, he's like, not, not just me. It's not just, I post something and he replies. He is getting into it with fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's going back and forth with random fans who are commenting on my stuff. Uh, but then he calls me the stalker, whatever. But the point is it's clear that he's committed. It's clear that he's engaged. And, uh, another big takeaway for me is how, uh, how much our audience has gravitated towards him, which I appreciate because I think historically speaking, minus like, I don't know who a Bob Barker or a Betty White that have this novel, uh, you know, there's a sort of novelty to them. I feel like our audience tends to boo non-wrestling personalities mm -hmm. when they get in, into the world of wrestling. But uh, Johnny Knoxville, and I, and I know this because I've been in the ring for pretty much every appearance he's done, He's gotten the loudest ovation of the night every night he's been out there. And his music hits. It's crazy. When he gets in the ring, they're chanting Johnny. You know, like it, they love him. Isn't that, isn't it wild That's, too? Because like, I wouldn't have guessed that. I mean, honestly. I wouldn't have either. Like what? I was a bit skeptical because I don't know. Look, as I said at the very start, I'm out of the loop. Right. Uh, right. You know, I, and I wasn't a huge Jackass fan growing up, but I hadn't heard much of Jackass. Well, you're a Tom Green guy. You got to be a Tom well, Green guy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, of course. 20 plus years ago. He I'm was the original. I, well, that's that's for them. To My bum is on your lips. <laughs> yeah. Right. All this to say, I'm like, oh, I hadn't heard of Johnny Knoxville in a minute. I, I don't know what the reaction is going to be. And I was floored by the reaction. Floored. Yeah. But that's also a testament to just how uh, beloved he actually is. That even if it's been 20 years since Jackass was first, first on the air and it was red, red hot. Yeah. The, the, the mark that he left is clearly there because... I, I felt it. I felt oh, it I was I was, I was at the um I was at the garden show, and in the second half of the show, you cut a promo, and during the promo, some Johnny chant started breaking out, and yeah. I I said to my girlfriend, I'm like, I gotta tell you, if Johnny Knoxville comes out, yeah, the guard the garden's gonna go insane. Like yeah. you could you could feel, and I was like, I wonder if he's that committed that he's coming to a house show at the garden. That would be amazing. Honest to God, I think he would have been there if not for the fact that he had some crazy schedule or he was in uh germany and now he's filming a tv show but I, I he is he is committed there's no doubt about that i yeah. i have a lot of bad things to say about the man but i sure. can't say i can't take that away from him well it's are committed. you or are you gonna are, are you well then just tell us this though how do you plan on hurting him on on you know wrestlemania on sunday because he is not prepared for someone of your physical prowess your in-ring um technicianship I think mm -hmm. I just, I think that's the thing. Um, I understood it. Yeah, you understood <laughs> how he's not going to be able to really be in that ring with you. So I'm just curious to what do you, what do you physically plan to do to him? Well, so this is the, this is the beautiful thing about this match. In addition to the buildup of this match, with I, which I personally think has been very uh, creative, unconventional, and just a lot of fun. Like we said earlier, while I was in the little waiting room here and you guys were talking and uh, keeping me waiting, which, by the way, I'm not mad about. By the way, I'm really sorry. I okay. did not see you at all. <laughs> it's actually not even your fault. I was late first. Okay. So okay. I'm all right, kind good. of glad you didn't even notice. <laughs> okay, <great>. good. <laughs> um, but uh, your man there said something when he was talking about uh, not knowing or like we know what to expect, right? He mm -hmm. said that about. Uh, about about the uh, speculating about Seth Rollins. Yeah. Seth Rollins or even about Kevin Owens and Stone Cold or really you could say that about any match you can say that about any match you could even say that about AJ and Edge and uh 
just any match on the card, you have a general idea of what to expect. And that's fine. That's what gets people anticipated. You know, you, you take everything you know about AJ Styles, everything you know about Edge, and you're like, wow, everything I know about these two guys, when you put them together, I know I'm going to get something special. Well, here's uh, what we're dealing with, which is kind of the inverse, but I think makes it even more special in a weird way in that you genuinely don't know what to expect. Mm -hmm. Nobody does. And that's so refreshing, not only for WrestleMania, but in general. To, to do anything in wrestling where fans are like, I have no idea what this match is going to be. I have no idea what to expect. But there's a certain amount of faith based on my track record. There's a certain amount of faith based on Johnny Knoxville and everything he is known for <laughs> and been willing there's, to do. Yeah. There's a certain amount of faith that this will be worth watching. And, but there's still this unexpected, uh, there's just this aura where you just don't know what to expect. And I like it that way. I like it that way. Cause that's a gift. You, you never get that. So I'm you glad you touched that. on that. It's very hard to get that in wrestling. I'm glad you touched it. So you don't feel any pressure at all because I feel like this would yeah. make it more of a high pressure situation because like you said, Johnny Knoxville is willing to do anything. This is an anything goes match. And since you've come back with your, with your new personality from the pandemic, we've seen you like you've handcuffed people's earlobes to lattice. You know what I mean? So like you're also willing to go where we, we haven't seen. Yeah. So there is a lot of pressure. Uh, there, look, there's pressure because it's WrestleMania for starters. There's pressure because Johnny Knoxville is not a professional wrestler. Uh, there's a, there is pressure. There's no question about that. But as far as people's expectations, um, I uh, I don't I don't know how to put this here. I'm I'm not sure I really care in a way. There you go. If you're expecting like the house to fall on a man's head or something, it's kind of not my problem, and I'm not worried about it. I just know what I plan on delivering, and I have faith in what I'm able to deliver. And, and I have faith that you're going to, people will walk away satisfied with what they saw. You know what I'm saying? But if people, uh, I don't know what, like I can't, I'll do the best to manage people's expectations or work within people's expectations. Cause as a performer, I don't, I don't subscribe necessarily to like the Bob Dylan school of thought a little bit, which is like, they're going to get what they get. You know, I'm going to go out there <laughs> and I'm putting on a show as an artist and however I feel. I feel like you have to kind of know what the audience wants a little bit and give it to them and their expectations should matter. I'm not, I'm not discounting that, but at the same time, if there's somebody who just expects like a complete, I don't know what horror show, you know, a, a blood and gut slaughter or somebody expects the exact opposite where they're expecting a five-star technical wrestling masterpiece. That's not on me that, you know, your expectations <laughs> right. are your expectations. All I know is uh, I'm sure I'm going to give you something that you're going to enjoy. Uh, I apologize if this has been asked to you many times, but it's your first time on the show, so I'm going to ask you. Uh, does El Generico um, pop into your mind a lot as something you'd like to do at any point in WWE, or is Sami Zayn in WWE what the Sami Zayn run will be? I think I think people have a uh, fondness for the past, so it's kind of normal that I get asked these questions about past uh incarnations or past things in my career and can we ever see this again that again even even some fans who and I, I take this as a positive because they had a lot of fondness towards my uh my good guy days in nxt and they really you know they they there was a kinship with them there and they they felt a connection to that character and i'll get messages saying when are we ever going to get that guy back well that guy doesn't exist anymore <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> it's like 
it's like, I don't know if the Beatles, if they were all alive or whatever, if they came back now, like you can't recapture what you had in the sixties. It would be the Beatles of today playing songs from the sixties, but it's not, you can't, it's lightning in a bottle. Everything is a product of time and place. And sometimes you just got to look at things that existed in that time, in that place, appreciate them for what they were and kind of not wish that they'd come back because if they came back, they wouldn't be the same. It, nothing's the same. It's, it's all a product of where and when it existed. You are, are known, I think for being a very precise wrestler. Um, you, you take your craft seriously in the ring. You take your promos seriously. Um, what would you describe a work day like for you? How intense are you as a performer leading up to getting out there and cutting a promo, having a match, et cetera? Uh, it depends on the day, honest to God. It's hard to say, but there have definitely been days where all I had was a promo and the amount of stress that that day, sometimes needlessly, honestly. Um, <laughs> Self-inflicted or just workplace annoyances? A little, uh, little, column, a, little column B because ob obviously the self-inflicted part is uh, nothing. Let me let me try to put this as, as best as I can. I feel like you're a perfectionist to, to an extent. That's what I'm saying. So even if it's a workplace environment thing, like working within certain parameters, there's still the self-inflicted uh, stress you put on yourself to try to either push the, a push those parameters slightly to accomplish a little bit more of what you have in your vision, which is a you problem, not the workplace problem. It's your problem how mm. you interact with <laughs> right. the workplace. Because the smart thing to do would just be to say, okay, they want me to do this. No problem. I'm good. I'll do it. And I'll do it well. But sometimes when you're, um, I don't know, when you have a certain way you want to do it or you have an idea that you really believe in, you'll try to push and, you know, give and take and try to get a little bit. And that's where some of the, the self-inflicted stress comes on sometimes. Um, but yeah, those TV days can be pretty stressful. Uh, yeah, because I take it seriously. But like, this is, um, I'm not trying to give myself a pass here because ultimately, uh, you know, I'm doing it to myself. I don't know it's, if I'm answering this. Right. No, no, no. No, I that feel is, like you answered it perfectly. What I'm <laughs> saying is you can't, there's a, there's a fine line to all this stuff. Everything is, everything is so, uh, there are very, there are varying degrees and a, a degree or two in one direction changes a lot. Like everything is so nuanced, right? So what I'm saying is you can't use the, um, the pretext of passion as an excuse mm -hmm. to be an a-hole. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can't say, no, I'm just this brilliant artist and nobody understands my vision and just be like uh, a total disaster. That's, that's not right just because you're passionate or care about your craft. There's still a lot of – Right. You can't go full Christian Bale screaming at the set. I mean there, there are lives, <laughs> right? Uh, well, I've been there. Uh, you know. <laughs> oh, you yeah. have gone full Christian Bale. There's times. I'm not saying you have to, but I mean, <laughs> we're all we're all a work in progress. And uh, you know, I've definitely lashed out, and I've had some misdirected anger here and there. And I apologize instantly because I'm pretty good at catching myself. But um, yeah, you know, I care. I care. I do. I care a lot about everything I do. Otherwise, I wouldn't do it. SGG. Yeah, so, so in the case of Johnny Knoxville, are we going to see him be become the victim of any misdirected anger, or like, because I feel like a lot of this stuff has been building up to as much fun as you've been having with him, you've been getting bombarded with text messages. I mean, he yeah, you watch, is, him, you watch I, him shock you on live TV. Yes, yeah. all of this stuff is in the script, but there's there's got to be some receipts coming too. 
Yeah, yeah. I would I wouldn't call it misdirect anger. I would call it laser focused anger <laughs> directed right at the person where it belongs, which is Knoxville, because he's tormented me. Uh to you know, to your point, it's been months. It has. You know, and people talk about I try not to put too much stock into it because there's just sometimes the opinions on Twitter are just hilarious, but I'll see some of them. And, uh, people, people, I've noticed some people, uh, take exception to the fact that oh, celebrity involvement in WrestleMania. And I have a couple of things to say about that. But one, it's a lie. They, they've been, celebrities have always been involved in WrestleMania, but Lawrence Taylor main evented WrestleMania <laughs> main event. Can you imagine Twitter existed? Mr. T, Mr. T main evented the first WrestleMania. The main event. (laughs) (laughs) Never mind like you're featured or taking up a spot or whatever nonsense people like to say. The main event. Okay. (laughs) Whatever. And it ruled. It ruled. It it did. It did. It did. The one part that always gets omitted is this stuff rules. And when you do it right, it's not garbage. The same people that would have been like, what's Bad Bunny doing on the show? Right. They should have given a spot to somebody who deserves a spot. And look, of course, there's every there's a lot of talented people who deserve opportunities. I'm not taking that away. But those same people watch the match, enjoy it, and then rave about how great Bad Bunny is for the next year. With no apologies but, either. <laughs> what I'm saying is just enjoy it because it's going to be good. Are, do any... And any actually, pr- the people, not online, but the people that are there do enjoy it. So oh, I yeah. There's like a weird disconnect between totally. how you, how you, there's a whole, this could open a whole can of worms, but there's a whole dynamic as to how you behave in certain, uh, societal, <laughs> what do you want to call it? Windows. Boxes, yeah. Right. So like if you watch a movie, there's a little example, but if you're watching a comedy movie at home on your couch, totally alone, you might not laugh out loud once. And you can go watch that movie at the theater surrounded by an audience, a theater full of people, and you'll laugh out loud six or seven times because there's different ways of behaving in different windows and different, you know, settings. So it's the same thing where people feel like they have on Twitter to, uh, you know, have some sort of dissenting view or whatever versus the way you behave at a show where, hey, I'm sitting at a show. I've paid money to be entertained. I'm here to be entertained and I get entertained. Yep. And this yep. is all I'm trying to say to people. Not, it's a, it's not, a really good not point. That, not, and I'm, I'm working myself up now. I don't want you to think this has actually been bothering <laughs> me as much as I'm letting it show right now. It really hasn't. But it's just one of those things. I promise you're going to enjoy it. Do you I'm want to be there and you're going to enjoy it? Do you, even you getting worked up right now. Sorry to cut you off, Pete. It goes to your point, right? Because we we're also we also get worked up about the same thing. So now we're in this environment where like the uh, the the opinions of people online are getting us riled up because that's how we all feel about it. We just go to this show, but enjoy not, yourself. Not real is what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. not right. In real life, they change to something else. Um, right. Do do you do you though want to show up the Ms. Logan Paul match? Is that a thing you'd be competitive about? Like when it comes to the celebrity matches, you've got one on night two. Uh, Miz has one on Saturday. Any Has that even crossed your mind or no? I, I think it's apples and oranges. Uh, you know, I want people to remember Johnny Knoxville's match at WrestleMania in the same lens that they kind of view Bad Bunnies or whatever, just like, or even Lawrence Taylor or Mr. T. These are fond memories is what I'm saying. Right. When, you look, when you look back at them in hindsight, they're fond memories. So I want people to look back at Johnny Knoxville and this and Sami Zayn match and it's anything goes and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and I want them to look at it favorably, but I, I'm not worried about like, 
I don't know. Logan Paul's younger and he's more athletic. And he, I saw him practicing a frog splash at the performance center. Like I'm not, it's apples and oranges. <laughs> right. Is that a scoop? Did you see him practicing a frog splash at the performance yeah, center? Yeah, Did you like just... it popped up on my Instagram feed or whatever. <laughs> okay. The algorithm yeah. is yeah. putting this stuff in my brain. But um, <laughs> all this to say it's apples and oranges. And I kind of, uh, I view, and I think I've always viewed the wrestling business this way and maybe even life this way. Like I don't view it as a com- I don't look at a lot of things through the lens of competition. I really don't. The competition you- is if, if you can even call it competition, it's with yourself, not with it's, it's on the competition's internal to make this the best match I can make it not in competition with what Logan Paul and what with the Miz are going to do competitions, internal, not external. That's how I see it. And I do don't you- even call it competition. It's like you, drive or something. I don't know. Yeah, no. I mean, I think there. If you're competing with yourself, I think that essentially just is drive, right? Um, I mean, the word you, competition is. It's there's a whole narrative here that we can take a t- take time to dismantle. But the world, I think, we have a tendency. And I, without getting into going. all of it, I do think it stems from a capitalist society, consumer society, where of course it does. Every, by the way, by the way, Sammy, you're in the right place. Yes, you're in the right place. Yes, 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 yes. Of course it is. Through the of lens course of competition. Of course, and, someone has to lose. Someone has to win. That this is, person has this, and it's, I I deserve it's, this, it's and insane. they have it. And it's we, insane. And we project that view onto everything. We project it through into science, into biology, and like survival of the fittest. And it's like the whole world, you start projecting this image of competition on all these things when it's not. What, what, you know what I'm saying? Life is not a competition. Well, by the way, that's why it's beautiful that you chose to be in this art form, which is, you know, perceived competition, but not competition. That's well, what's, that's what's fantastic about it. Yes. And I'm not saying I'm completely above any of this. I'm still subject to all of it. Right? Of course. And there's still a small, per- you know, I think a lot of Kevin Owens and myself, a lot of our success was we, we had a pretty healthy, I would say, competition with, he, with, with each other. And I think we drove each other to get a little bit better. And every time I thought I was kind of getting some steam, he'd start doing some stuff and he'd start accomplishing some stuff. And it kind of made me up that game. So I think there's a healthy level of give and take competition there. But I also kind of reject the idea that competition is what drives everything and to look at life and as a competition or to look at life, you know, Miz is my coworker <laughs> and right. Logan Paul is somebody I've worked with. I'm not looking at them as the enemy, you know, <laughs> right. someone I have to conquer. I just, I, let's, let's all calm down here. <laughs> um, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. I wish uh. them nothing but the best in the match that they're going to do. And I have full faith that we're going to do the best kind of match that we can do. And I think they're both going to be very entertaining in two very different ways. That's my succinct answer. Random question. Do you, do you dream in English or French or something else? Uh, English. French is like my third language. And oh, so what's your order of language? Arabic. But honestly, both my Arabic and my French are pretty atrocious these days because I don't live full time in Quebec anymore. So I don't speak with, uh, I don't speak a whole lot of French. I live in an English part of town when I am in Montreal. And, you know, I, I don't speak to my parents as frequently as I used to. So my Arabic feels a little rusty. A, a lot of this is just insecurity, but 
Those are my is, is, is Arabic the is Arabic the language of your house though of your parents' house? Yeah, yeah. Well, with my brothers, I'd speak English, but uh, with my parents, we all spoke Arabic. Yeah. That well, that's so, like it, that's funny. That's like my my girlfriend's experience with with Hebrew, right? And it's 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 funny. You hear about this, right? The parents you only speak your native language with your parents, yeah. but as the siblings get older, you talk more and more in English with the siblings, yeah. and then as a result, yeah, down the line when you're an adult, even though I'm sure you speak great Arabic relative to most people it's yeah. not where you want to be completely because right. you're just not in touch with native speakers constantly yeah i'd say i speak and read at like a fifth fifth or sixth grade level you know like i just don't have the vocabulary that i have in english i can't express really profound thoughts in a profound way the way i can in english just because english is sort of my first language how's, how's french. kevin's french i was gonna I mean, ask do you and ko speak in english or french then we speak in English, but French is his mother tongue. And it's amazing, actually. Kevin doesn't have the Quebec, the Francophone accent whatsoever. It's pretty astonishing. Because really? normally when you hear a Quebecer talk English, they this is their accent. They talk like that. <laughs> right, right, that's, right. That's, and I'm not making fun. That's just no, but he, an accent. And he barely because, has an accent. He has zero. zero. Yeah. And the mind-blowing thing, I don't know if you know this, but he said it in other interviews, he didn't speak a word of English till he was 11. And he <laughs> learned English by watching wrestling. So Jim, Jim Ross taught him English. English. My yeah. God, my God. That yeah. is, uh, so that's... he thought that certain wrestling isms were actual normal words. Like he'd be like, Oh yeah, that was a real slobber knocker as if it's <laughs> as if, as if that's a common word. You know? So wrestling actually taught him a, an entire language. Uh, last, last thing, last thing I want to ask you, Sammy, do you ever think, about how cool your situation is? Like, do you ever stop and think like there are a million other versions of Sami Zayn who maybe not may not be as talented on the mic, may not be as talented in the ring. Maybe they're just as talented and didn't get there. But there are a million of them who made it to some level of the indies and it didn't happen. And you've gotten to have a continuous run towards the top of WWE, take care of your family for a very long time. Do you ever stop and go like, wow, I really am a, a wrestling purist who made it to the highest level? Literally every day. And I'm not saying that to be, uh, you know, inspirational or try to seem holier than now or whatever, holier than now. But uh, literally, there's not a day that goes by where I don't think about how remarkable all of this is. It's astonishing. It's astonishing. And, um, you know, I, I almost do it to the to an extent opposite of what you sometimes see in wrestling where i feel like wrestling especially in your younger years when you're really starting to make your mark uh people will really take the uh take ownership of all their success and say i worked so hard and i accomplished all this stuff and it was me and me and i'm so good that this is how far i got i'm almost in the other direction sometimes too much to where i'm like this is a million to one shot this is total luck I got so extremely lucky, almost discounting how really, really good at wrestling I am. So sometimes I'll say that out loud and be like, man, I forget how great I am at wrestling. <laughs> no, and, right. and, and I'm saying it and it almost sounds cocky, but all it really is is it's, it's the a opposite. Yeah. because I'm usually sw swimming in the other end of the pool where it's like, this is just luck. It's a miracle I'm even alive, let alone wrestling, let alone achieve this dream. All of this is billions of variables that had to line up in exactly the right way for me to even be talking to you guys right now. So sometimes once in a while, those like, man, I'm so good at wrestling. It's, it's like a light bulb moment, not this constant state I live in.
But, I, <laughs> but it is something to be proud of. I do think I hone my craft, but I, I don't discount the sheer luck and the the magnitude of chance for for me to even be moving my fingers right now and talking words that you're seeing. All of this is a miracle, let alone me being in the <laughs> position I am in WWE. It's, Did, it's all mind-blowing, and I think about it every single day. Do you think the emergence of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan in a really massive way in, in 2007, 8, 9, 10, um, how big of an impact do you think that had down the line for guys like yourself and KO? For sure, they, they paved the, the, the way, I think. Uh, and it's hard to put it in like sequential order or say who had the bigger impact here or there or whatever. Uh, because again, if I can toot my own horn for a moment here, which I Please. should, I really should. This is what you're here to do. <laughs> yeah. is, you're, you're great I, at wrestling. I, I, yeah, right. Hey, have you noticed how great I am? Um, you know, I think NXT, I, I, I think um, my signing really... And, and again, I'm not going to take full credit here because it was Hunter who recognized that that he was onto something with me and the way the fans were taking to me. And once we started, especially when I did that match with Cesaro, so I can't, again, it's not me here. Cesaro, Cesaro being a main roster talent and allowed us the wiggle room to have the kind of match we had that opened the door to what became the NXT style. And that, I think, opened the door for a lot of other people. But of course... I don't think they're signing me if Daniel Bryan didn't pave the way, if CM Punk didn't pave the way, if other guys didn't pave the way. But I do think that uh, Cesaro being coming down from the main roster and wrestling me, just I think that match had a lot to do with a, a style that got opened up, and that style opening up kind of helped build what became NXT and opened the door for a lot of other people as well. Uh, and each person does a lot for the next person, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's now led to a time where you have so many people that you just realize that if this was a different generation, maybe we wouldn't get to see that we do get to see. Um, WrestleMania Sunday, Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville. Wait, before thank you. Go ahead, yes, Sammy, I, I've been sending you messages. Have you gotten any of my messages? Wait, I, have, I, I have a great opportunity. Uh, sorry, for Sammy, you. I, I apologize. I, I, I cut him out. I Please well, ignore. Can you see this or is it the. It's, it's blurring a little bit. What does it say? Yeah. It's non-stop. Oh my! Last five minutes. in the last five minutes. Are you serious? Those were the, no, no. Let me see. Put one more. Can I see it one more time? Just quickly get a quick scroll again because that video oh, is I amazing. I don't want to. I don't want to dox anybody's phone. No, without. Oh yeah, here, the way but, they did to you. But no, you can't right. do that. But if it, it, that is unreal. Look, how's it going, Sammy? Send me money, Sammy. <laughs> that might have been Sammy SGG. That was probably <laughs> SGG. <laughs> Telling me what I should do against Johnny Knoxville. Uh, <laughs> these are texts. These are missed calls. Missed calls. Mixed. Oh. Missed. Think you can help a brother out? What is this guy on? Dog. <laughs> Look at this one. Dog, listen. I'm sorry for blowing up your phone, but I'm literally about to flunk out of biology if I don't finish this post test. What? What Why? do I have to? What is uh, that? That, that, that one wasn't me. That okay, was, that, was that one you. wasn't me. I'm hey, just <laughs> yeah, you probably texted me. I have got it, but I'm literally at. Uh, let's just see what the number is here. <laughs> How many on oh, red? No. no, no, this is just it refreshes because I turned off my phone, so it hasn't even calculated. There's Unreal. Like Two hundred something thousand at this point. I don't you'll know. you'll get it later. I'm sure we'll we'll touch yeah. base. I think I'm written down somewhere. We'll touch um, base this weekend, maybe after the match. <laughs> I'll see you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Sammy. 
never stops. Okay, guys, thanks for having me. Appreciate Good it, luck, Sammy. dude. Peace. Yeah. Enjoy WrestleMania. Take care. Thanks, man. The great Sammy Zayn, ladies and gentlemen. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. And we go from one uh, a Canadian hero to American hero, Brian Dipperstein. Did you get to hear any of that? Sammy Zane's a great guy. He great seems like guy. a great guy. And I, I got to tell you, I, I, um, he did make reference to something that I said on the, uh, I didn't hear all of it, but I did hear a portion where, um, I, there was a portion where he was talking about, you know, the, the celebrities meaning something and this and that. And that is true. And I do, I will say that Sammy definitely did, you know, tell a story with, uh, in some capacity with, um, Johnny Knoxville, yes. but you know, the Lawrence Taylor story was a big deal too, yeah. you know, I, um, I, but oftentimes they're not telling stories with these celebrities. And so that's why I think a lot of people think that it's, it's, it's subpar in the modern era. Um, um I know SUG has to dip in a, in a second. And again, we'll hear from SUG. We'll do a podcast down in Dallas. Um, so we'll get more, but just to close out at least WrestleMania Saturday here, Charlotte and Rhonda, um, I SGG, do you think this is the match of of the big matches on the card? Is this the one that needed the most sort of uh extra flair for lack of a better word? It is, and unfortunately it it doesn't have it. Um I don't think. I think they they might have needed a stipulation, maybe a submission match, uh maybe a parking lot brawl, but but just the the level of, you know, as as poorly as Dip says that Bianca and Becky did a at building heat and and having a story that you can really sink your teeth to going in, Charlotte and Ronda did even worse, which is crazy because they were the two with the, with the most history of the four women. So I maybe mean, uh, you see the suggestion this week that uh, Paige said she would love to be the voice for Ronda Rousey. I don't hate. I don't know if it's Paige. I don't hate the idea of Ronda having someone though. I really yeah, don't. no, Ronda definitely needs someone, but not, I mean, not if she's going to be a baby face, though. She, she'll definitely. If By the way, gonna, she should never be a baby face. Right. <laughs> she, should, uh, she should never, Ronda, her character, what makes her a cool character to me is that she's a badass. People will cheer for her even if she's a heel. That's okay. But don't you think Dip the character should just be full on bad guy? And if people cheer, they cheer. Of course, the whole the whole dichotomy of her walking down and like with the with the big grin on her face and slapping all everyone's hands and then like immediately going to a scowl in the ring and being a bad at like the whole thing is not working. The care, the, the whole presentation doesn't work. Yeah. I, I really, I think she could really benefit from someone talking and from her just getting to be a bad guy. Sorry. She just doesn't, she just doesn't seem like her natural character. I'm not saying in real, actually, you know what? In real life, she's been nothing but sweet. Whenever I've seen her, she seems great. Yeah. Um, but, we're talking about we're speaking in but, kayfabe right now, but it doesn't come across. And sometimes people like that, it totally cr comes across when they're a good guy character. In the case of her, it just doesn't come across that way. It comes off like she's struggling to be a good guy. A hundred percent, a thousand percent. 
Should we go through the WrestleCon roster? Oh my God, we got to get to that too. Uh, uh, real, so real quick. Um, uh, also, of course, we'll have Stone Cold and KO that night. Which you, you said that's that's headlining. Yeah, that's what they're wow. saying. That's Midge. Um, night two, uh, just real quick. WrestleMania um, Sunday. You'll see the women's tag match. Uh, the champs Zelina and Carmella versus um, what is it? Boss Glow. Um, Sasha Banks and Naomi. It's a four-way, I thought. Rhea and Liv and Natalia and Shayna. Yep. A fatal four-way. Uh, we also have Johnny Knoxville over Sami Zayn. Anything goes match, as we talked about. McAfee in theory in a singles match. Um, RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions up against the Street Profits and Alpha Academy. That will be a fun wrestling match, I am sure. By the way, I predict dip in person. That will be fantastic. You yeah, really, that'll be a big spot fest of fun. It'll be moments. fun galore. Yeah, fun, uh, fun up a storm. Yeah, uh, but and, uh, Montez flying RKO's out of nowhere. You know, Otis being funny. That'll be a great live match. Edge and AJ should be cool. Singles match, of course. Bobby Lashley versus Omos out of nowhere last night. I really wonder how long. They'd been planning on that to happen, or was it simply like uh, did timing just work out and they go, well, about last year can come back. We'll put him in with Omos. Um, they've been building up Omos for so many months at this point as an unstoppable force and someone who could be could who can't be stopped. And now you have Bobby uh, returning Bobby Lashley after his injury at Elimination Chamber, and you you know he had no one to wrestle at WrestleMania, one of the top guys, and so I, I don't hate the booking. Okay. I mean, Good. there hasn't been a build, but here's something that doesn't need a build. Right. This doesn't even need a build because it's, it's an, as Vince would say, it's an attraction. It's two attractions. No, you're right. And that, you're right. That's what this is. So when you have two guys that seemingly match up perfectly for both, both of them needing a match or needing a contender that makes sense. But here's my question. This Where, is a good situation. You're, you're absolutely right. Great way of putting it. My question is though, what the hell happens here? I know. They don't want to bury Omos. Do you think? And I think there's two things that can happen. It ends in a schmaz. MVP? Yes. Mm-hmm. An MVP schmaz. MVP schmaz all with a cane to the leg. By the way, it's going to be fantastic to see MVP at WrestleMania. He hasn't been on TV for months. I can't wait. And by the way, he's a great guy. Confirmed. All right, sorry. So you think it ends in a schmazola of some sort? I think it ends in a schmaz. I don't even want to say there's another option because Omos is not beating Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley they're pro- can't beat probably not going to beat Omos. No, he's not going to. He's not going to give him a suplex. That's for sure. Do you think there's a person on Earth that could that could do a clean vertical suplex on Omos? No, not even Bobby Lashley. Think about that. I I, I don't think he could. Maybe Scott Steiner is the only person that that has a shoulder as big. Uh, could, could, he, I don't even think you give him a snap suplex, any version of a suplex. Honestly, I don't I mean, think Omos does any. I mean, the fact that he went down last night was a big deal when Bobby shoulder tackled him. Yeah, that was a so, thing. That was cool. That was something. That was something. It was an old school, old school spot, which is the whole thing was very old school. Nice. It was we very nostalgic it. feeling. I'm, I'm here for it. I wish they didn't point. I don't think they needed to point, but they point. They did. They did. The they point. had the point. They had the point. They, they had to point. <laughs> even no, then. Hold on. <laughs> A random, they must point. a random thrown together end of WrestleMania season match five days before they still had the point. They pointed. They did the point. Yeah, as right. if it was, it might as well have been the day after the Royal Rumble. They were pointing and pointing and pointing. 
But uh, congrats to Omos. We definitely have to have brunch this weekend to, to uh, discuss things. I told him. I, I, I texted Omos. I said, Omos, I'm, I'm feeling very breakfast buffet vibes this year. And there you uh, go. I got a laughing emoji. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> you should get a laughing emoji. So, but he will be. Uh, He's a great guy. He's a great guy. Um, and then and then lastly, on WrestleMania Sunday, yeah, the big daddy, the universal. I mean, I'm sorry, the title versus title winner takes all match to unify the WWE championship and the universal championship. It is your universal champion, Roman Reigns, against your WWE champion, Brock Lesnar. I think Lesnar comes out on top on this one. That's is that what you think? Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't come up by the time we do a preview show in a couple days, I'll have an answer. I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet what I see happening in that match. Uh let's uh, let's go over the WrestleCon, just a, a quick WrestleCon breakdown, okay? What day am I gonna go to WrestleCon? I'm gonna have to gather the marks to go to WrestleCon. Yeah, you can go. I mean, listen, I have to work, I have to do the K show two to six on Thursday and Friday. So Do you think Natalie will want to see one man gang? Yes, I think Natalie would go with you to one of these. Uh, let's let we'll see if we can find someone she'd care about. All okay. right, you ready? For, you ready for some names? Yeah, let's let's go through it because I haven't really. I only glanced that one day. Let Let's start with just the Adams. Oh. Adam Bomb, Mage, Adam Cole, completely overly Mage. Wait, so there's a bunch of AEW guys this year in this thing? Yeah. Oh, now we're having a conversation. Yeah, dude, the the AEW guys are all allowed to do this. That they're they have free. Uh, I think they have free whatever. Name them all. Uh, uh, Adam Sure, Mage. Yeah, that's uh, Braun Strowman. That's my prediction. Me. He'll have the biggest line. He'll have the biggest line. He'll have a huge. He'll have a huge. Or Wyndham Rotunda might also have the biggest. So line. Cole, Cole, Adam Cole will have a big line. No, um, yeah. no. Al Snow. Eh. Uh, Ally. Who? Ally. Who's that? An AEW superstar. Who? I don't even know who that is. I think I think Allie is the bunny. Oh, the bunny. Yep. Allie is the bunny. I don't know why it doesn't say the bunny. Why, why say Allie? Everyone calls her the bunny. What are, we, what are we talking about? I'll bring some baby carrots for her. <laughs> All right. There you go. Arn Anderson. Mage. By the way, I'm skipping people. Uh, Demolition Axe. Highest loves. Highest loves. He looks so old now, though, man. It's so sad to see demolition. But Bar- I mean, Barbara, high, highest level. Barbara Blank, a.k.a. Kelly Kelly. Mage. Highest loves. Uh, Billy Gunn. He, the Goro himself. I can't wait. How about this? Barry Horowitz. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude. What should we do with him? We need to do something. Uh, Booker T. Should, I'm going to invite him to my Seder this year. Barry Horowitz. That's what I'm going to do. Booker T. I hope I get to see Booker T some other time besides WrestleCon. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Boogeyman. Highest level mage. You Brett know what? Ma- you know what? I'm going to bring you back a few worms to the hotel. Brett Hitman Hart. Highest. Bray Wyatt. Mage. Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. I mean, I've been having a, my molar has been uh, bothering me. I'm going to find out what's going on. Brooke Hogan. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake. Mage. Buff he had a Bagwell. health scare recently. Uh, uh, you know. Who? Who? Buff Bagwell. Mage, highest levels. <laughs> really? Highest levels. Yeah, Bully, for, Bully Ray. Yeah, for nostalgia factor, yeah. Bully Ray. Uh, good, good. Very good. Pretty good. Um, Christian Cage. Ah, who cares? 
Colt Cabana. Eh. Dave LaGreca. Oh, he's a great guy. Dan Housen. Oh, I definitely want to see that guy. Diamond Dallas Page. The man is great at yoga. Debra. Eh. D'Lo Brown. Eh. Eh. I don't need D'Lo. Eric Bischoff. <laughs> Mage galore. Francine. Eh. Gail Kim. A great guy. Yeah, confirmed. Dear friend, dear friend. Henry and Phineas Godwin. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Do you think they're going to have a, a thing of slop there for us to I, dunk I, our I, hand into? I want to <sighs> dunk my hand in some slop. By the way, very mage that on this thing, they have the Good Brothers right next to the Godwins. Um, Heath Slater. <laughs> the Honky Tonk Man. Oh, he, lived, he lives the gimmick, baby. 30 years later, I'm a big fan. Jacqueline. Eh. How about this? I'm a, I, I, know, I know you. Jacob Fatu. Oh, I'm a big fan. He's a big star. Former world's heavyweight champion, Jacob Fatu. Confirmed. Jake the Snake Roberts. I've heard of him. I met him with you a few months ago. He's a great guy, and he'll never remember us. <laughs> JVL. <laughs> great guy. Jeff no, Hardy. Meh. Jeff Jarrett. Meh. Big meh. Big meh. Jerry Lawler. Uh, Jim Duggan. Mage. Jimmy Wang Yang. Meh. John Moxley. Oh, I've heard of him. I've heard of him. What, what about Johnny so Gargano? These guys, these guys are such huge stars, and they're going to be sitting next to Demolition. Currency. <laughs> but I, I mean, not Demolition's Mage, but like, you know, it's, it's bizarre. Who, Gargano, Mage. Yeah. Mage. Mr. Kennedy, Ken Anderson. Eh, never was a fan. Kevin Nash. The hell of a long line. His line is so long every year that like you can't even look see him. He's killer. The killer bees. Highest level. Kevin Sullivan. Hope Iron Sheik isn't there. What? Kevin Sullivan. I'm a fan. I would like Kurt Angle. Eh. Lex Luger. Oh yeah, that's the main attraction right there for me. Just because I want to see him in improved health. Hopefully, Lena. Fanin. Who's that again? Nia Jax. Ah, that's right. Uh, L- <laughs> I live Lita. in such kayfabe that I, I don't even know her real name. I can't wait to see her. Right, I'm going to just fire off names now. It's mm-hmm. Lita. Fire, fire. Mark Henry. Yeah. Mickey James. Mage. Maven. Nah. Mike Rotunda. Mage. I'm skipping ones, nah. by the way. You are, um, Mike Rotunda's mage. Enzo. One Man nah. Gang. Paul nah. White. Oh, Pete, One Man Gang I got to see. Pete Rose. Powers of Pain. Oh, boy. I'm taking out my 20 now for that picture. Ray Phoenix. Oh, well, let me see how much you'll need. Powers of pain, you'll need 30. 30? For both or for one? Both, I think. Really? Yep. I'll give him 60. Ray Phoenix, Ric Flair, Ricardo Rodriguez, Rikishi, Road Dog, Rob Van Dam, Rock and Roll Express, Rocky Romero, Ron Simmons, Ruby Soho, Selena De La Renta. Sam Houston. Yeah. Oh. Mage. Sam Houston. Sam Houston. I jumping love Sam straight Houston. out of jumping straight out of nap time in our house to real life. <laughs> because if I, I'm watching a Sam Houston match, you better believe I'm half asleep. <laughs> we're napping and napping. Yeah. That's the, that is the background for my naps a million percent. <laughs> um Sean Waltman, Scotty Tuhati. Scarlet Bordeaux, Sergeant Slaughter, Shane Douglas, Shannon Moore, Sean Stasiak. Shane Douglas? We're skipping over Shane Douglas? Yeah. 
Shane Douglas, Shannon Moore, Sean Stasiak, Sin Cara, Slick, Demolition Smash. Mage, Mage, and Slick, also Mage. The Steiner Brothers. Oh, God bless. Former Raw General Manager, known now as simply Swoggle. <laughs> um, <laughs> Tammy Lynn Sitch, Taryn Terrell, uh, Tatanka, Ted DiBiase, Ted Mage, DiBiase Mage. Jr. Repug. Tennille Dashwood, Thunderosa. Oh, ooh, Thunderosa. Tommy Dreamer. Mage. Tony Storm, Tori Wilson, Trish Stratus, Tully Blanchard. Oh, very nice. Ultimo Dragon. This is a star-studded event. Velvet Sky, Vicky Guerrero, Virgil. Oh, fantastic. William Regal. I'll see you there. That is the last one we'll get to. So there is your full, almost your full WrestleCon lineup. We didn't even get to Vampiro in the Vs. Oh, I went past the V. I guess there was no Vampiro. Oh, no Vampiro. I guess not. No great Muda this year. I, no, I, I wouldn't have skipped Muda or Vampiro. How much do you think I would have to pay to have Barbarian and Warlord face off against Demolition right in the middle of WrestleCon? 5000 bucks to take a bump, a few bumps? If, I think you'd have to pull out 10 to split them on 25 hundo a pop. 10 racks? That's a lot of raccoons right there just for a ten raccoons, old man match. 10 raccoons to get that done. That's my, my prediction. All right, so we're we're I'm just gonna do one thing. We're not gonna have time for full mailbag because we've been going and going. Um, but we do have to say one thing, which is that we got a bunch of messages. Uh, I got a lot of messages with thoughts on the Tears of Mage. Mostly enjoyment, some frustration with the conversation. Mail. Um, some complaints. And, um, you know, there was a, 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 a diverse group of people who felt that like the Hogan omission um, from the top invalidated the list. Um, but I sort of, unfortunately, I, I, while I try to, I wanted to make it as accurate as humanly possible. You're going with what people's voting is and when you have a voting thing you may not end up loving exactly what you get the way you would if you did it yourself and so i i guess i just sort of appreciated that that was where we were going to go however this is somewhat relevant there were a few people who reached out to say that the 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 actual math that we did was not good and that we needed to actually do this calculation differently and a gentleman named Akash who wrote the email never use stat and Greg together again (laughs) that was the name of his email went after this method that SGG used and basically explained why the system doesn't make sense and he created an alt version of the tiers which changed the number breakdown from 63 to 70 tier one, 49 to 62 tier two, uh, 35 to 48 tier three, 21 to 34 tier four, and seven to 20 tier five. Now listen, I'm not really smart enough to understand what is the absolute right way to do it, but I will say this. Here's what I got. When I re and I redid it yesterday, Stack Guy and I both redid it under these calculations to give it a shot. 
And um, tier one is still Austin and The Rock. Tier two is Undertaker, Macho Man, Flair, Brett, Sean, Cena, Hogan. So I will say, it does already get better, I believe. Um, Tier three, Brock, Triple H, Andre. Tier four, Jericho, Foley, Angle, Eddie, Brian, Orton, Roman, Dusty, Sting. And a tier, it leads to a really big tier five. Um, uh, my tier five that I had was uh, Jake, DiBiase, Warrior, Punk, Edge, Booker, um, AJ, Nash, Dusty, the Road Warriors, Charlotte, Mr. Perfect, and Scott Hall at tier five. And that ends up being a little bit over 30. So I don't know if the calculations are right, guys, but I did think it was interesting to at least try to go through it and see what we'd get because there are people who did not like the math that was done. It just seems so crazy to me that Ric Flair would not be included in a top tier of wrestlers. He's the tier one. Ric Flair we're talking about here. Okay. You know how I feel about the Hogan of it all. There should be an asterisk. He's a disgusting person in every way. But he, yeah. But he's not, the, he's not the only one. But yes. Of course, he, he is. But but, you know, I mean, these are the names in the annals of time. These are the annals names. No, he's an annals name. Flair's an annals name, too. I don't know. There were people. There were a couple of people who didn't have Flair top tier. Obviously, that's how he got to second tier. How do you mention Ric Flair and not n- not mention the top tier of wrestling? I mean, it just it it's doesn't even compute for me, frankly. It doesn't compute. I'm not computing. Um, I'm no so mathematician, but. No, no, I'm no mathematician myself. Listen, maybe one day we'll do it again. Um, I just, maybe I should have, I, I, listen, I couldn't. People are going to vote for who they're going to vote for. I believe that it's wrong. Like when you're trying to do a list that's cumulative, like you're trying to really calculate, I think your personal biases need to be put aside. I think you put aside your personal bias. Yes, go, that's the whole point. Here's we all have our own tiers. I could give you the Dipperstein tiers. Yeah, you know? my, I mean, like, exactly. I, I have... Mr. I Perfect's have, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I didn't even have him on the, the tiers of Mage. Right. So maybe maybe if we do another future tiers of Mage, we'll we'll dig in further. Um, we'll be back later this week. Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com. Any emails, thoughts, whatever. We appreciate everyone who reaches out. We get so much mail these days. And uh, even if I don't get back to everyone, I read it. I forward funny things to dip. We really enjoy it. Um, I'll forward them to SGG. We just, uh, we enjoy the messages and the love. And by the way, if it's been a long time since you've rated and reviewed, make sure you go to the ringer wrestling show and rate and review the podcast as well. Dipperstein, I suppose I'll see you like in two days in Dallas. It really feels like something's going on right now. Uh, Please enjoy yourself and, and stay mage through that turbulence. It's professional wrestling. Dip flair. We'll see you at WrestleMania, baby. I'm already getting ready. I'm already looking up the turbulence. At this
This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48 inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit Lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. 